Welcome to The Lucrative Society. I'm your host, Mindy Kniss. And I'm Sean Stevenson. Enjoy the show. Welcome, my friends, to another episode of The Lucrative Society. We are joined today by not one, but two amazing people. We are so excited to introduce our friends to you. We have with us today, Kate Northrup and Mike Watts. Welcome, guys. Thanks. Thank you for having us. Hi. Absolutely. I'm so excited to talk to you both because you two are rock star entrepreneurs. You're married. You work together. And we, we have nothing in common. We have nothing in common with that. So I don't know what we'll talk about, but I know it's going to be pretty fun. One of the things that we start out with every guest is to ask you, what is your definition of wealth? And I'd love to hear from each of you. Kate, you wrote a book on this, so I can't wait to hear what your definition is, but how would you define wealth? That is a great question. Well, wealth to me is, wealth always to me has to do with having choices. Um, Yeah, so it really comes down to feeling like we have the freedom of directing our own experience. And Mike, what about you? Fast cars, big houses, lots of ladies. <laughs> I mean, come on, let's get serious. What's happening here? Prestige um, worldwide. That's right. Correct. That's what it's all for. It's game. I got a better idea, Kate. You and I should just do. It. <laughs> Mike, I have the feeling that we're going to make it fun, and they're going to make it valuable. <laughs> yeah, the value. That's that's why we're that's why we're with them, Sean. You know, it's like they add the value. Um, I- fun <laughs> you are fun <laughs> uh honestly that's the, that was my definition if you would have asked me like 10 years ago was 100 percent. it's like i we just we were in kenny bunkport maine this 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 uh past weekend and it's very it's a lot of money it's like maine's version of the hamptons in new york for instance and it's like i look around that place and i'm just like wow, I want to accumulate this one day. And now it's changed. Number one, I got sick pretty hardcore in 2018. And like my health is definitely wealth, like within my own personal health is for sure has shifted that a lot. Is like valuing what I'm bringing from like how I feel physically. And then it's just, it's, and then having kids has changed that aspect as well. And like the time, as Kate said, is freedom for sure. Because it's like, as a business, that's the core that I always wanted was freedom. And it's the freedom to make the choices. So it's like the same answer as Kate. I just added more, you know, the big house to it. But uh, it's... A lot of words. Same yeah, thing, a lot of words. A lot of words. Yeah, that's right. But it is, it was the, it's an ability for me to have choices to do things that I desire to do. Mike, I want to jump in and ask you about that, that I had illness written down on my my notes if you could talk a little bit about what your experience was like i remember seeing your photos on instagram and showing them to sean and he was just like oh my god what and the fact that you guys i'm guessing have persevered through that been strengthened by that just Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think that we, a lot of times, take our health and our situation for granted. And then when we're trying to run a business, raise kids, do 
do all these things and then you have a, a physical challenge like you did that to me was just an extraordinary showcasing and the fact that you showcased it publicly online through that journey amazing yeah i'd love him for to speak about that a little bit more about that experience if you couldn't hear sean he just whispered was there a question there i thought that was beautiful <laughs> um yeah i mean i'll start what came to me the very first thing it was my i've never said this but it was like there was an element of when Kate was pregnant with our two daughters is it like took her out in some ways. Like she had to sleep a lot. She was growing a human and experiencing that. And this was my version of being taken out, but through physical skin, basically I had like really bad to sum it up for people listening is like, if you could think of really bad sunburn and your skin's peeling, like maybe it's on your head or your hand or something. This was my entire body all over and it went on for a long time and it energetically knocked me out into a chair for about eight days and I had to connect with myself in a way that I've never done this before and some people like basically it's like I kind of found God and then God in my version was reaching inside of myself to ask for help but also from the greater universe right so I'm a recovering Catholic so God is different inside my recovering Catholic experience. So that was, it was a lesson to slow down, to um, take one day at a time. It was literally one moment at a time for me. And there was a, and I was so driven for so long by accomplishment that I like found value in what I was doing through accomplishment. And I would go to bed and think about what I accomplished that day. And I'd be like, okay, tomorrow I want to take a couple more steps. And it's, it's not like I was rehabbing from an injury, you know, in some ways I was, but not like a broken leg where it's just like, I can take a little bit more steps here and there and move a little bit farther. But this was, and then Kate, we're going to bed and I'm talking to her about it. She goes, why don't you go to bed asking about yourself how you feel instead of like how much you get done. And I know for some people listening, it's like, well, yeah, that makes sense. But like, to me, this was like a major shift revolutionary in my system to be like, wait, how I feel, what? you know, instead of being so valued an accomplishment. So this was to make a very long story short, like it was, a, I mean, it really, there was a lot of lessons for our family, like being parents, being married, being partners in business and how we go navigate these waters when a partner is like our, in our situation, Kate and myself, like what is down and out. And then how do we have to adjust through this? But it, it really, um, there's a lot people that I was seeking for help because I was going to a lot of doctors to try to like see if there was anything majorly wrong. And the reality was there was nothing actually wrong with me from a blood standpoint, blood work standpoint. It was me taking responsible responsibility and ownership for myself. And this was a physical reaction that I experienced. It was like my spiritual, what do they call it? Like a spiritual experience. Awakening or yes, it was like that was kind of what I ended up going through. So yeah. Kate, you can share your perspective on this. Um, yeah, it was, it was very difficult. I mean, my, basically Mike broke out in this full body rash literally within hours of me giving birth to Ruby, our second daughter. Um, yeah. and so dramatic, Mike. it was really dramatic. Dramatic. <laughs> dramatic i needed the and, attention on me in the hospital yeah 
not on the new baby. People are human. Not on the, not on the mama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he was basically, you know, in deep discomfort for nine months after Ruby was born. And that is really terrible timing. Um, having a newborn and a sick husband. And I had some birth complications. And then we also had a toddler. And a business. And a business, not to mention our business. So it was very challenging, but it was a great, like, um, it brought us closer together. I think circumstances like this, they either bring you closer together or split you up. And luckily in our case, it brought us closer together. Um, It was also a, a great experience for me to really, um, walk my walk in terms of, you know, I, I have this thing that I talk about of women who are taking care of people, how to do less. And, and I was there with these kids and with a sick husband and we had this event happening and we had, we were having people fly in from as far away as, uh, South Africa. And Mike, Mike was like, had, he was supposed to do, be the producer of that whole event. And, you know, basically two weeks before he had dropped 40 pounds and couldn't even get out of a chair. I mean, in retrospect, we should should have canceled the event, but I don't know if you two have ever had this circumstance where I just don't think I even knew. I don't think I really realized how bad things were, honestly, until a couple months ago. And I, looking back, was just like, oh, my God, that was awful. But I think we're so – we can be so resilient as human beings, which is a beautiful evolutionary adaptation, where we're just like, okay, so also this. And all right, and here we are. We're just showing up, making the donuts. (laughs) But, Kate, here's here's my thought, and that is, as humble as you're being right now, spreading the love under the human race – it's also the testament of the two of you because a lot of people would have folded a lot of people would have turned to negative gratifiers that would have never allowed them to heal and recover it would have ruined your marriage it would have ruined your business it would have ruined your friendships i mean you you chose to heal through it you chose to grow through it so yes we as a race are resilient the two of you made choices And that's what we are fascinated with here is the choices we make have so much to do with what we have and what we don't have. And, you know, one of the things that Mindy and I love to find out about our guests, and I'm curious to hear both of you share, we found that there is this one concept that when people start thinking about it, even just thinking about it, they feel better. And... It's also fascinating because it instantly allows us to bond with the people in our program. And that is, what are the two of you curious about? Mm. What are your curiosities? If you could list like five to 10 individually, what are you so curious about that you can't stop studying it? And you just, the more you know, the more you want to know. Do you want to go first, honey, or do you want me to go first? Go ahead. Okay. I don't know if I can list five to 10, but I can list the ones I can list. (laughs) Sure. I mean, I am a very enthusiastic person and it's very easy to get me excited about something. (laughs) But (laughs) I am endlessly fascinated by the human body and by all the intricacies, how our biology works, the hormonal system, 
all of the things that we as humans couldn't possibly engineer that are happening at all times. I just think our bodies are miracles and I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated as a subsection of that by the way our, um, our chemistry works to create emotional experiences and also the way our brains function in relationship to our biology and like especially the way our thoughts think, you know, the whole book, The Biology of Belief, for example, by Bruce Lipton, like that work, I mean, just, or all the Joe Dispenza stuff. Fascinating, fascinating, fascinating. Um, I'm really interested in learning about um, relationships and sex and intimacy and how people work together in a romantic setting. Um, I think coming from uh, being a child of divorce, like I am extra fascinated by how to make things work, given that I witnessed things not working in the end, um, and really wanting to be committed to that in our marriage. And then I am, I'm pretty endlessly fascinated by reading nutrition books. I just can't get enough. I just love them. (laughs) I love learning about food and how it impacts our biochemistry. I would say, oh, and then efficiency. I love like anything about getting more done in less time. It's just time management, efficiency, uh, you know. Just curious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anything about planning and time, I'm just, I'm all about it. So I would say those are my biggest ones. And then just in general, like course catalogs. Um, we just got our Yarmouth Community Services uh, book, which comes, you know, like once a season, which is literally our tiny town, like the things they offer, like Zumba in the intermediate school, you know, in the elementary school gym. I just freaking love those things or the Krupalu catalog or Esalen or any of it. I just, I go nuts for it. Mike, step in with something very shallow, please. So, okay, yeah. Mike, go for it. I'm going to keep you- it. <laughs> I have never seen anybody. That's- oh, also office supplies. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like pens, journals, paper, stationery. Yeah. Okay. I'll be right back. We are we are right there with you, Kate. <laughs> so I wrote mine down, like right when Kate started talking, so I make sure like I'm not somewhat influenced by what she's saying. The interests, it's like systems. How are things running? How do things work? How can we make them much more efficient? So it is the, we should tell the story about do less if we have time for it because it's kind of funny. Um, yes, just just the efficiency of how things get done, right? It's just like, I'm upset. I went to college with for engineering in organizational leadership and supervision. So my brain just literally thinks and structures and one, two, three. Uh, health, I am how, why some, you know, some people are sick, why are people are not sick, very it just like taking care of our own bodies, what that looks like when I eat certain foods, why I have this reaction with other people, you know, like what happens when I don't eat this food, et cetera, you know, things like that. Just noticing the emotional, it's like when it comes to the health piece, it's also the physical part, but also the emotional part the connections. It's like I stopped drinking alcohol because I started noticing how alcohol was making me, my mind operate in a way that was not healthy. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to cut that out. Stuff like that. Women. I've always been curious about women. It's just like now that I have three women in my house with two daughters and Kate, it's just like, how am I going to remain somewhat sane in this environment? And just like the difference, because as our business has grown, because it mainly focuses on women entrepreneurs, it's uh, how, like, how do they work? Like, how do they think? How do they work? How do they structure? How do they think about business differently than what the current role organizations have been set up? Um, you know, the environment, et cetera. 
just human behavior. If I was to redo school, I think all over again, I'd study like human psychology, what makes people tick, all that stuff. Death, fascinated by death and conspiracies. Love it all, like the dark side of things. Uh, our friend Cheryl Richardson told me, like we did an Enneagram, she's like really knows the Enneagram. I'm an eight, so like the dark Ooh, side. You guys are twins. So like the dark side of an eight is like Donald Trump. He's an eight and that's the that's how dark eights can get is like going in that avenue, whatever your beliefs are. There's still a lot of darkness there. But like that whole thing with death and conspiracies and then just music and instruments and dancing, I'm fascinated by because I have no musical ability. I'm always off beat all the time. And so just watch, like when I listened to like Snoop Dogg the other day, I listened to his new, listened to his new album. And I'm like, how does he come up with these things and how people can like hear a song? It's a lot of marijuana. It's, it's all marijuana, right? And so it's like how they can like memorize words. I had a buddy in high school that would listen to the song one time and know every single word. Yeah. And I'm just like, how does your brain work like that that mine does not? So, Kate, uh, I just had to show you what I take with me every morning to plan my day out. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, so highlighters, pens, pencils, Apple pencil, uh, <laughs> like an entire eraser that's on its own eraser. Anyway. For those of you who are listening to this and can't see what he is displaying, it's an old CD case. <laughs> it is not a CD case. This is a Bluetooth keyboard case. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> It's also known as like that thing we used to give our, you know, we used to get in elementary school, like giant, the pocket, the, the pad of pencils to take to school. Yeah. Sean just kept that going through life. I love it. I love it so much. Okay. Awesome. What Enneagram type are you? I'm a seven. Of course. Me too. You're this a seven. Oh. <laughs> Perfect. I love this. I, 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 I personally think it's not about sanity you need to watch out for. I think it's going to be safety. You got three women, and when they all get to that certain age, it's your safety is going to come <laughs> So you always have a place here if you need a safe house. So you know what? It'll be an adventure. Seven. That's right. Yep. So you cool with me going on to the next thing? Sure. Okay. <laughs> so we have a process here that we like to run through every guest because it really helps us create a blueprint for why you are the way you are and why you have what you have. And I feel like once we reverse engineer your process, it's really going to help our listener. And we like to use an acronym called HERB, H-E-R-B. And I'll take you through each of the letters, and I need your reactions. And you guys, you don't have to go one at a time. You guys can just kind of rapid fire them together. Um, but the H stands for habits. What are some of the habits that you have that really helped to develop your business, your life, your health, any habits that would really stick out that maybe other people don't even know exist. We go to bed really early and um, like by nine. Nice. Yep. Uh, so sleeping and then also, um, well, working out, which a lot of people do. And then I would say we're really good about having um, – planning meetings and like and and structured check-in about money about our schedule about um what's going on with the business like we have a lot of standing dates for communication yeah that i would say that's helped our parenting life as well as our business life uh just our personal life i should say including kids but just we have scheduling meetings we have a meeting on money 
So like talking about what's the income, expenses, et cetera, like what bills we have due, all that stuff. I tape my mouth shut at night to sleep with my mouth closed. So I wish everybody could see Sean's face right now. Um, so I nose breathe instead of mouth breathe when I'm sleeping. So that he doesn't snore and keep me up. Do you literally yeah. use tape? I do, yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 duct tape this shit are you talking about? No, there, so there's it's this been, so there's this thing called like, as humans, we have developed over time mouth breathing. I don't know all the science behind this. Gabby Reese and Laird Hamilton have done a lot of talk work with this on their XPT, xptlifeithink.com is their website. And it's a lot of this, uh, and there's a lot of other people about this, just breathing through your nose. Kate probably knows more about it than I do. But all I know is like there, it's like something with the nervous system is that as we are breathing through our mouth, it is... It is the, so you want to be in the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the rest and restore as opposed to the sympathetic nervous system, which is fight or flight. And so breathing through your nose puts you in parasympathetic and activates rest and restore. Right. So when you watch babies sleep, they're breathing through your nose. So that's one thing I do. And then, yeah, as Kate said, like working out makes me feel really good. And what then about your businesses in your business, what are the habits? Uh, team, me- we have two team meetings. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, they, well, there's consistent content goes out, right? So we have a podcast that we've set up that goes out on a weekly basis. Um, we also have a blog that happens to our list on a, through knorthrop.com on a weekly basis. So that has been consistent over time. It is a constant, there is nothing, I can, the only thing that I can say that we're doing today that we did maybe five years ago is that piece, is like this consistent, especially with the blog, because the podcast is newer in the consistent past. Consistent weekly free content. Yes. Yep. And it's constant evaluation, honestly. Like we're figuring out what works, what doesn't work, and it's a lot of feel for Kate, like what feels good, what doesn't feel good, like I want to do this, I don't want to do this. And I, I don't know, I'm... It's yeah. Uh, if people aren't working out from an employee standpoint, we have to move them through. We have to like move it along quicker than not when they're not exercising. But if it's not, just in case you were hearing that wrong. Oh, yeah, sorry. I, I, got you. I didn't. I didn't get you. I was like, are we going to Zumba with her? Yeah, yeah, going to Zumba. But like from a from a company standpoint, it's like looking at our systems is a is a habit that happens on a monthly basis. What are we spending money on? Like, are we spending money on like proof.com and we don't need to be, are we paying webinar software? We don't need to be paying webinar software. But our scorecard that we've been doing has been a new habit that's been amazing. Our weekly metrics filling in to to, like, we look at different list growth and social media engagement and different things because we used to do a lot of throwing spaghetti at the wall and then we would forget to check to see if it was working and we would know it was working if we had money. And then if we didn't have money, we figured it wasn't working, but it's too late once you get to like revenue to figure out if the thing you did was working or not. And so we've implemented this scorecard, which has been really great. And that was inspired by um, the book Traction. Nice. Kate, does on your scorecard, is there every, anything emotional on it or is it all like KPI stuff? It's just KPI stuff for this particular one, but that's an interesting idea mm-hmm. in well, terms of- like- talked a lot about the feel yeah. of it and if you want to do it or not like I think that'd be interesting. I mean all the things that we do like if something doesn't feel good we just stop doing it whether it's working or not 
it doesn't even end up on the scorecard. Well, good. <laughs> but also, you took something off the scorecard like two weeks ago because you're like, I don't need to track this right now. Well, I did because it was dumb. We were yeah. tracking comments on the blog and it was just like, this isn't leading to an end goal that we have. Why are we even tracking this? So that was like an efficiency thing. Sure. So from habits, we're going to move to the E, which is environment. And this is actually what you allow in and what you do not allow into your life, both your home, your mind, uh, your, space. your space. What do you allow in and what do you not allow into your environments? Okay, that's great. Um, I have a very, uh, when we went through our hard time last year, um, there were also oddly at the same time, like between Mike being sick, the newborn, my weird birth stuff, there were also some weird things going on socially um, with some of our friends. And so I just like had this series of events one after another where I was like, I need to literally make a list of who my real people are. Like who are my true inner circle? So I wrote a list (laughs) of my real friends and I have that list of these are the people that are like my people. And so for me, it's really helpful because, you know, being in business and being somebody who's out there I, you know, we get, and I'm sure you get also a lot of requests for various things and from dinner to like, whatever, just a lot of stuff coming in. And so it's really helpful for me because I do really love people and I have a tendency to want to say yes to everybody to have my list. So I know like, these are the people I would do anything for at any time. And if you're not on this list, I need to be more discerning. And that's been incredibly helpful to know, like, especially in terms of how rapid my communication will be back. That seconds as well for our company too. Like that is like personal life. Yeah, there's a lot of melding there. Yeah. And we have clear boundaries around family because like a lot of my, with me getting sick and I had to deal with like family issues that I had going on. I had parenting, like me being a dad, what that was like in itself, me being a husband, being working with Kate, because as I, in the business I look at, it's like she's the number, like the number one person of the company. I was number two, but I wanted to be number one. So I had to deal with all of that. Like where do I show up in this? So it's like how we set boundaries when it comes to our family as well. Like within our, you know, it's like when we go on trips too with our kids, what works really well for us at this time is four days, three nights. That's it. We're gone for four days. We're staying away for three nights. We notice that if we stay any longer, so it's like the environment for there, it's like sticking with our boundaries. We also, when it comes to like the parenting piece, it's like we have really good boundaries with our kids. We want them to go to bed early as they are, they're tired at seven o'clock. And that's like what we've worked for them. Like there's, we've tried to push it, doesn't work. So we are, we will change our life to make sure that like our kids get down at seven, because if they're not down at seven, it makes our life so much harder. Um, like a lot of cough syrup. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Whiskey. I think that was the secret is what I was told us when I was a kid is like, you give them whiskey. Yeah. But a big one for us is our life is in Maine. It's like we live, we, we, you don't move to Maine. Like there are very few people that are moving to Maine for careers. Right? There's not like massive companies and corporations here. There's a million people in the entire state. So it's like there's or 1.3 or something. But it's like living here or choosing to at this time for lifestyle and ourselves. 
Yeah, we don't have, there's no traffic. Everything we need to do is within about a 15 minute drive. We live on a cul-de-sac with all these wonderful families, so we don't even have to leave our neighborhood to socialize. Um, We've created a lot of ease in terms of that. Yeah. And that is so nice. (laughs) I don't know if we met you guys. You guys showed up in our kitchen here in Arizona. We didn't know you previous to that, and and suddenly we're having, I don't know what we're having, hors d'oeuvres or something, like years ago. And you were like, yeah, like we all just got here. Maybe we're moving to Arizona. Maybe we're going to stay in Maine. Like, And I just love that you chose that because most entrepreneurs are not there and you know doing the San Diego thing or Austin Texas or wherever and it's great that you guys have just chosen that so distinctly to be out there and away. E to the R which is resources and the resources I think you guys are going to geek out on this which I hope you do what are the books courses audios trainings programs that really developed who you are? The first one that comes to mind for me is um, Mama Gina's School of Womanly Arts, Regina Thomas Howard's work. She's a friend of mine, and I, I took her course. Um, I mean, now she's like just, you know, teaching for 5,000 women at a time, but I took her course when it was in her living room in her brownstone apartment, her brownstone wow. in New York City. <laughs> and uh, I just, I, you know, she taught me how to choose fun and choose pleasure and I come back to it almost every day. And the I think one of the primary reasons I made it through when Mike was sick is I was just like, well, where's the pleasure today? Like, how can I make this a party just in this five-minute breath? You know, and, and her work has just impacted me tremendously. I'm also super into um, right now, Adrienne Marie Brown. She wrote a beautiful book called Emergent Strategy, um, really about social justice work. Um, but she, her second book is called Pleasure Activism, so we're noticing a theme. <laughs> um, and how we can really use like our sense of fun and feeling good to change the world. I just think it's so revolutionary in a world that thinks, you know, we have to buy our, buy our right to live through suffering to choose fun and pleasure. It's so revolutionary. Pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> uh there was a book uh the way of the peaceful warrior by dan millman was a big one for me uh that was recommended by this guy jonathan budd when i first started the online business space a long time ago he, and it was he recommended that and he was like he read this and made more money so i was always driven by like just money it was like how do i make more money okay he's learned how to he went to yoga and he's like i build a 10 million dollar company and i was like okay, I'll go to yoga because I want $10 million, right? Like that's my thought process for a long time. And that's that, not really normal. Like I went to yoga and made $10 million. <laughs> <laughs> but now I, now I like, I think after this time, it's like now I understand, you know, a little bit about what he was talking about after years later. And I'll explain that here in a second. But um I mean, we've been having a lot of fascinating people on our podcast and a lot of fascinating people that are not white, bald men, right? Like that look like me. And so what I've known, I know, Sean, I'm on your podcast though, Sean. So it's, white, bald men. That's there's nothing. <laughs> but it's just like... I'm going to put together a whole... <laughs> white, bald men. <laughs> um, it's just like 
hearing people's life experience that are, that don't look like me and like get, and it's, it's, it's fulfilled me with a lot more empathy of what people go through in the world and what they're experiencing and what they have. Like you were like just talking about like coming to Maine and the first thing that popped in my head where you were like, come you, Mindy, when you're talking about like coming to our house, I'm like, well, okay, how am I going to get John in the house in the, in the wheelchair? It's like the first thing that popped in my head. I was like, okay, we got to build a ramp. So it's like, I got to know when Sean's coming, you know? And it was like, okay, I've never thought about that before until I like- I've been here in 17 months, start building. Great, no problem. Uh, so it's just like, it's like have, it's, it's like retraining kind of my thought process from hearing people's other experiences. And then the, like huge influences have been my daughters, hands down. It's, it's taught me about, I don't look at parenting like I'm here to teach them anything. They're here to teach me everything that I need to learn. And it's a lot different than a lot of people that I've heard talk about it, but it's like, it's a hundred percent true. Yeah. It's, Mike said on Instagram the other day, so annoying, you know, like yeah, it is. they're here to teach us. And I love that. <laughs> it's true. Like there is, and I mean, it's even with Kate, like our marriage would not be here if I was not open to receiving feedback for what, how I am. It's like we are a team in our relationship. And that's something that um, as a partner with Kate, like that has been the receptiveness for me to experience that. It's like just for her to, to give me feedback and for me not to get all like bent out of shape about it or come back or like she's just like, I'm not happy with that. Like you can't talk to me like that. Like things and it's me being like hearing it, what her experience is and then me explaining that. But even with my kids is like, that has been a huge influence on to just like slow down. It's like just kind of being in that, the moment piece, right? Everybody strives for through all the stuff. Yeah. But then, and then, yeah. So. Got it. So that rounds us out to the final letter and that's the B and that stands for beliefs. What are some of your core beliefs about life, yourself, marriage? Just share with us some Money. of your beliefs. Money. I got, I can go. Um, truth for me. Like it's everything that I'm going to put into the world, every single product that we are going to sell or bring to the market has to be something that is not about like just making a quick buck. Because especially now with the internet world, it's like we can see it's like, oh, so fancy, but behind the scenes, it's a really messed up, right? And so we had a we have a friend of ours that has worked with a number of online entrepreneurs and she was just like, you guys are the real deal. And I was like, what? And she's never worked with us. She just knows us personally. And she's like, you guys are the real, like who you put online is who you actually are. I'm like, wait, that's not. And she's like, no, like it's a whole different ball game back there. So for me, it's just like, my belief is like, I have to make sure I'm not going to just put out content to put out content because it's like the 5 PM algorithm kick. Right. It's like if I sit down to write an Instagram post and it's like, I'm not into this, I just delete it. There's, I've recorded so many Instagram stories that I just delete. I'm just like, you know what? That's like forcing it. This is not like, it's, and it's okay. Like that's what I'm uncomfortable with. Um, that's the first one that popped in my head when you asked the question. Mm -hmm. Another one is for, for me, and I think this was part of your health journey, Mike, is also that the truth, like what we need is not outside of us. We, what we need is inside of us. And, and honestly, it really, like my work comes back to 
teaching women how to source their direction, their decisions from inside instead of outside. And if we can just do that, it just saves so much time and energy. And so, um, so that, yeah, that the truth is inside of us, not outside. Um, I really also do believe that we, you know, I, it, it's tricky to say this cause it's not a hundred percent across the board, but I really do believe that we attract what the energy, the energy that we're putting out there. Now that is not to say that I think like Mike attracted his illness or people attract assault. Um, and so I, I don't want to have that taken to a far extent, but I do think that we, um, even to some degree, like, that, that things, another way to phrase this would be that situations arise in our lives as teachers. I was having a conversation with my mom the other night about a difficult situation going on in her life. And, and I was like, mom, I'm so sorry that that's happening right now. And she goes, well, that's my curriculum right now. And I just thought, and I, I loved that so much. And it's very much also my belief system that we all have our curriculum and we can either we can either take the assignment or we cannot. And I think if we don't take the assignment, it's going to come back around in another way. So we might as well take the assignment, you know, the first or maybe second or third time it comes around so that we don't have to have the anvil to the head later on. Kate, you brought up your mom. So this is a perfect segue. You were a child when she became a guru, correct? Yes. Yeah, I was, um, let's see, I was 11 when my mom's book, Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom, came out. Yeah. Do you want to say who your mom is, maybe? Oh, yeah. Her, her name is Christian Northrup. Yeah. MD. MD. So, growing up, 11 years old, your mom becomes this global sensation guru, and do you roll your eyes like, oh, my God, guys. You, you have no idea. My mom's just a regular person. Or do you have like admiration of like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. My mom's a guru and she should be there and I'll be a guru someday. Like, take me through what your childhood around mama being guru. Oh my gosh, it's so complicated. And it's all of those things you just said. Um, <laughs> a regular I person. That's I will funny. say, what was that? Your mom's a regular person. That's funny. My mom definitely is a regular person. Um, yeah. But I think here's, here's like, I mean, I could talk to you for hours about this and I'm sure perhaps we will over dinner at some point. The short version is, um, I'm so grateful that I know that nobody is special because of the people I grew up around. There is nobody who knows what they are doing. I can tell you that. <laughs> And it's been great coming into this career, which I still, that this was not like, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go be a public figure. I'm going to go write books. I mean, even when my first book came out, I was just like, what the, like, what is even going on? I mean, that was not my plan. Obviously I did it. So like it had to, you know, I did it on purpose sort of, but I, I kind of was just like, I don't even know why this is happening, you know? So that being said, um, I'm grateful being in this career that I know that no one else who's a teacher really knows what they're doing either. And so it just, I think I'm able to give myself more grace <laughs> and have less of an imposter 
complex because so many, like I just behind the scenes, everyone's a mess in at least one area of their life. And that's great (laughs) because we can all just learn from each other. And yeah, it was a total pain in the ass to have my mom people come up to me and be like, oh my God, it must be so, it still happens. Oh my God, it must be so incredible to have, you know, Christian Northrup as your mother. And I'm just like, well, I mean, she's just like other, I don't, she's not like other mothers, but there's, you know, it just, I find people's projections are annoying in general. (laughs) Let's just say about my mother or about anything they project on the two of you. The assumptions we make about other people are largely wrong. So Mindy, Mindy loves it's one of her favorite activities in being Oh, humans. isn't Sean so inspiring? And I'm like, yeah, I really am. <laughs> <laughs> people will be like, Mindy, it is such a it's gotta be such a gift to be married to such a wise man. Oh, you're just so <laughs> lucky. And I'm all like, you know it. <laughs> It's just an annoying thing to say. So instead, I really like to ask, I love it when people say a question like yours. What is that like? Because we none of us know. And it makes a much better conversation if somebody were to come up to you, Mindy, and say, what is it like to be married to Sean? And also, what is it like to be married to Sean today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's a totally different, you know, it's all different all the time. So, I'm the same man I was when you met me 10 years ago. Thank goodness you're not. No, I'm not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hang out with that asshole. <laughs> I feel you on that one. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Seriously. Well, you two. This has been absolutely lovely. We could hang out with you and talk for many, many, many more hours. But one thing I want to ask before we wrap this up is if our listeners are interested in learning more about you two and your work, where is the best place for them to go? Well, they should definitely come over and listen to the Kate and Mike show because if you like husband and wife <laughs> podcasts, <laughs> that's another one. <laughs> um, so the Kate and Mike show is our podcast, Life, Love, and Business. And then katenorthrop.com is the best place to come find all of our business doings. Perfect. Thank you both so much. It is always a delight to hang out with you and to chat with you and get to know you better. Didn't realize we had so many things in common, but eights, throw eights, yeah, <laughs> sevens, way better. But, uh, this has been amazing. So thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure and subscribe to the lucrative society on iTunes and leave a review of the podcast. For more information on our programs, visit our website at lucra.com. That's L U C R A.com. 